0: The number one Georgia Bulldogs move into week three and head to Columbia, South Carolina to start SEC play against the South Carolina Gamecocks. As always, I'm Cheeto. Joining me is Keegan, and welcome back to another episode of Dogs Off the Leash. So Georgia finally returns to what I think most fans uh, inside the program and across the country would say to a deservedly ranked number one spot. Although Kirby, Kirby being the leader of this ship is always, always the first to say, uh, let us let's keep our focus. The number one ranking doesn't matter. We saw so many top 10 teams lose focus in upsets last week and any week you can get humbled. So for us, it's we're going to we're going to remain the hunters. He said it in the offseason season. we're, we're not going to be hunted. And that's the mentality that you can expect to have from week one all the way to the end of the season. Love that about Kirby. And it really keeps uh, our team's eyes on the vision and on the goal. But moving into South Carolina, Keegan, I know as of recently, you've moved to South Carolina. What is the vibe in your area about the game how are they feeling i know they lost last week to arkansas but i think there's still a lot of optimism in the program moving forward
1: there is and i think there would be a lot more optimism in this week if they had won that game in excuse me in arkansas but the thing is, is these guys they're ready for a win against georgia you know they could be uh winless on the season and they could be going into the week against georgia and they will be ready and hype for this game. So the thing is, is these guys, they know they have some studs on South Carolina's team. They got some good transfers in, you know, Shane Beamer's been moving up in the program, like got some good things. So they, they all have reason to believe. So uh, overall the vibe here in South Carolina is that people are hyped. They're excited for Gamecock football. And even though they, they probably are a little nervous for the game. There's just some, they got nothing to lose, so they're, they're tickled to be in the position to host the number one team, and I know it'll be an interesting game to say the least, and even though they're not expected to win, they're they're excited for this game to say the least. So, to, yeah. to be
0: frank, coming into the season, I know a lot of people really expect the Tennessee um, to be the biggest threat for Georgia in the SEC East, and I think they've shown to be that with Kentucky also right there. Me personally, I thought the transfer in of Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma was really going to push them forward. If there's one team that we not sleep on, but that we are expected to beat, that we often struggle with, it's South Carolina. Going back to the uh, Spurrier days, Jadavian Clowney days, like not that not that we didn't have good teams, we had good teams, but their teams were equally as capable. I don't think that's the case this year. But I really felt like Spencer Rattler could push them, at least, you know, challenge our secondary. When coming into the season, we had a bunch of question marks in the secondary. Secondary has been um, pretty good so far. Malachi Starks is officially starting. Tyke Smith is still coming back from the ACL, but seeing a lot of playing time. And I think as the season goes on, that unit will continue to be a strength of our team. But with with that being said, South Carolina has some injuries right now to some some senior guys at some very critical positions on the defense. I want to say it's like a linebacker and a safety or somebody in the secondary, which the way our offense is moving right now is not ideal. And going back, looking at the tape against Arkansas, Arkansas ran the ball on them all day long. Granted that's their offense. But again, you know, Kirby and company are watching the tape and like, we're just, we, this is going to be a run the ball type of game. And when you try to stop the run, which they won't be able to, here come the tight ends and Shane Beamer knows that as much as anybody. And just to give you an idea of where South Carolina's rushing defense is currently, they are 129th in the country out of like 130 something teams in rushing defense that, that screams bash my head in come, come to my home field and bash my heading all day. Now, granted uh, Bryce Denny is not the easiest place to play as Keegan. You can, you can speak to, I've been there before my, one of my, Friends and roommates from UGA was a South Carolina uh, fan. His whole family, like if any fan base is crazy about football, as Georgia and maybe Alabama, South Carolina's up there. They love their football. Um, really fun to talk with them, chop it up anytime you go there. I, I would definitely recommend it. But playing in at South Carolina, do you feel like that may give them any type of lean? Because I know it's a hard place to play.
1: You, I think you did a uh, faux pas there. It's Williams Bryce.
0: Oh, Williams Bryce. Uh, I did Bryce Denny. You said Alabama.
1: Excuse yeah, me. Which which would be Brian Denny? So you you just combined the two.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I'm about to go on vacation, so excuse me. I've hey, already, turned, so, I've already so, turned my brain so, off.
1: <laughs> so it's okay. So we'll just we'll forgive. Uh, we'll we'll apologize to South Carolina Gamecocks on that one. But Damn. yeah, I think I I think I think going to that stadium. You know, they talk about you know when you get an earlier game. When you're a away team you just kind of count your blessings because you know and you get those fired up night crowds or those afternoon crowds and you've had a, a full day worth of drinking and whatnot at we'll, noon
0: though it's gonna be warmer. hot
1: yeah so we'll we'll see how i mean the temperatures have been cooler here so i don't know what it's like over there in Colombia, but um we'll, we'll kind of you know something to keep an eye on but just Anytime you're playing in that South Carolina stadium, you know, they sell it out. You're going to hear Zombie Nation a thousand times, hopefully it's because we're the ones uh, kicking off the, the ball there. And I think South Carolina, I've already kind of described, you know, they got very p- passionate fan base. And I think this is the kind of game for them where they're hoping that they get some turnovers. They're hoping they get some big sacks. You know, Georgia's got to probably – make a good many mistakes and they're hoping that they can let Spencer Rattler loose and I think that that probably is the game plan is just to let him ball and just hope for the best I mean I don't I don't necessarily foresee Georgia you know if you just ask me off the top I'm gonna go with Georgia in this game for multiple reasons just besides making a pick but just the idea that you know I have a lot of confidence in this team and I don't really think anyone matches up that well with them but South Carolina is a team that we have slept on historically many times, you know, and, and taking that L. And it, for good reason, because we're usually whooping their ass. But that's, you know, the main thing is, is we want to end up in Atlanta. And this is how you start off strong. you got an SEC East opponent. We're kicking off the SEC play, like we've already mentioned. And Absolutely. It's just a matter of starting with good momentum. Absolutely. Hopefully we clean up. We, You know, you can talk about being kind of sloppy against Stanford and kind of laugh it off, but you really got to, like, elevate your level of play. If you're one of these freshman guys that's seeing a lot of the field right now, you got to, you know, clean it up. And the, the biggest thing, I think, in a preparation sense for Georgia's big goals, which is, you know, potentially a second national title in a row, first and after the first in, like, 40-something years, we we have to kind of think about, who, who stands in our way of that who's realistic at least you know or early in the season but we got you know alabama ohio state clemson those are the main teams right now that are popping off you know kind of the obvious ones and we might have more later on but all of these teams have elite quarterback play and a real like elite high level dual threat play now spence radler He's he's right in there with that mix, and you probably say USC with Caleb Williams, the guy that you know took a spot last year. Yeah, both all of those guys. Them. Yeah, our defense is going to be playing against a lot of this, a similar type of player. At so, some point, yeah. At, so I know they practice against Stetson, but you know, I, at, at the end of the day, I think it's huge for the defense moving forward to yeah. show some success. Check, Spittler, check this Spittler, off Spittler. like a test passed. Exactly. And what we don't want is for all these teams that might have to play us to have the perfect teachy and study guide on how to play our defense that when blueprint. Spencer Rattler, mm-hmm. you know, rips us apart. So we don't mm-hmm. want to be creating any study guides this weekend. So I think that, you know, kind of the Georgia angle we expect to win this game. So we, we we have that kind of attachment. You know, we want to win clean. We don't want to sleep on South Carolina. But for South Carolina, you gotta like that. You you have some of these new new transfers. You were one of the few teams that really put more points on the board against yeah. Georgia last year. You yeah. got a lot of continuity coming back. And you're, you know, you're uh, you just took a nail. So sometimes that motivates the players. Yeah, you know, practice too.
0: was probably tough for them this week and they're gonna come in. Uh, And again, the the game plan is going to be exactly what you said last week at Arkansas, Spencer Rattler threw for 376 yards. And that was out of their total offense being 416. So they're, they're going to abandon the run, especially if they fall behind early. Now they did give up six sacks. So again, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of places where Georgia can have success here. And on, on top of that turnovers haven't been an issue for us either. We have yet to give up a turnover. So if we do the little things that, um, that we need to be doing in practice, the things that Kirby drills them on. I think that we're going to be good, but just like you said, I think this, this is huge for the secondary. Corners and safeties and dime package people, star positions, all of that alike, because you don't want to give up that blueprint, just like you said. So big, big game since it's SEC play, but going forward, teams, teams are still going to try to figure out how do we attack Georgia? How do we attack Georgia? And you don't want that to come about too early or teams are just going to, Tag with a run. We can't run on them. Let's just throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it. So good point. I like that.
1: Yeah, I I think that we need to just build on what we've been doing, keeping it kind of simple, and then you know we'll see. This is the kind of game where you know Stetson Bennett balls out, goes off. I'll, I'd like to see that Heisman hype again. You know, i, just, I just, you know that's the thing we're toying with over here is the Heisman hype, but that's uh that's the that's a dream situation, not the nightmare situation. True. A little history like a little historical fact here about this game, though something interesting to me is this will be the 75th meeting. So happy 75 to all the hey. Georgia and South Carolina fans. I know for South Carolina, it's been a little bit of a a miserable 75 game. It is they what it is. Hey. hey, they've only got they've only got 19 wins on this, so they're looking to cap off. They're up trying a, to go a, 20.
0: A, yeah, they're trying to get to a, over a whole 20.
1: 20. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I mean, good luck to them, and uh, it'll be a good game. Do you have anything in particular? I know there's some history between Shane Beamer and Georgia.
0: Yeah, I would love to. I'd love to hit that actually, because uh, speaking of history, our coaches, both coaching staff, similar to how you know the storyline was Dan Lanning coming from UGA and Brian McClendon coming from Oregon. Well, Shane Beamer was the tight ends coach when he was at UGA, I think he may be a little bit upset. Uh, He probably wishes he had some of the tight end talent now (laughs) when he was here. Like, well, I, well, I, would still have a job if I had those guys, but it is, it is what it is. But, (laughs) you know, he's, he's been making comments to the South Carolina media just talking about, no, honestly, I think he's super grateful. He mentioned how Kirby has made him a better coach. And I think, cause you know, people always talk about Saban and his tree and, Oh, how he can't be any of his assistants. I feel like the it may be a little bit different for Kirby. I feel like there may be a bit more of a friendship there between coaches, as rather than a mentorship with Saban, since he's significantly older than most of his coaches. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people appreciate Kirby and just like how he's taken the program. Uh, Georgia from where it was to where we are now and allowing them to get that opportunity. Again, Dan Lanning speaks highly of Kirby, Shane Beamer across the board, but I think there's more of a friendship there. But along with that, Will Muschamp, as we know, was the head coach at South Carolina from 2016 to 2020. So not only does he know the skeleton of the program, it's changed now, of course, but he recruited a lot of the veterans that are there, may still be there. So he... As a defensive coordinator here, he does understand areas that we can attack. And not only that, both Bobo, who's an offensive analyst for us now, and Brian McClendon, I think prior to the Oregon stint, were both offensive coordinators for Will Muschamp at some point. So again, a lot of overlap here. And obviously that happens over time, but this one's pretty thick. Much thicker than the Oregon overlap. And then obviously we'll have to do some of this with... Auburn's the same way sometimes and yada, 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 the list goes on, but a lot of familiarity between the programs. And I think that will benefit us uh, more than it will them this week, uh, unfortunately. So yeah, just a little bit of history there.
1: Yeah. It's interesting how that all kind of plays out. And it's something, you you know, maybe not the casual fan is going to think of, but there's a lot of familiarity. And at at some point in the day, you know, the horse has got to run the race. Always. Always. so, so it's <laughs> so if, if the players will execute, and that's one thing, you know. Last week, in the re, you know, in a couple of days ago in the recap, we talked about how you know Sanford, the game overall, we we pitched a shutout. We were able to do some pretty impressive things as far as just controlling the game as we should be able to. Mm-hmm. But then there is also a lapse in execution. You know, if, if South Carolina wants to have a chance in this game if I'm giving them the pep talk and they're paying for my consultation services, I'm telling these guys, (laughs) you guys got to play. I'm not saying you got to be perfect, but you got to execute. You're going to have
0: to just to have a chance in this game.
1: Yeah. You you get the stars behind your name as a recruit. You, you uh, get the confidence of, you know, elite coaching staffs like Georgia's if you're a playmaker and you do execute, That's how you get on the field. These guys, they know what to do. You know, they're in a position execute at a high level so you know georgia georgia is a, a an overdog because of execution overall so that that is what separates teams and that is what will make you know uh kentucky team beat a florida team that's what you know senior leadership and continuity all speaks to is your chances of executing but at any given time that's what you gotta love about this sport Uh, I would hate to see it happen to us, but I know that, you know, South Carolina is ready and, you know, having a mental edge. I expect South Carolina, you know, just kind of getting into our predictions for the game. I expect South Carolina to push Georgia at times. I think it won't necessarily be pretty. I think Georgia ends up with the W, and I think that South Carolina uh, keeps it close early on maybe maybe they surprise us early on but I don't I don't expect any fourth quarter comebacks I don't expect the game to really be relevant in the fourth quarter but I do expect South Carolina to surprise a lot of Georgia fans and for them to you know do some damage last few years they've improved offensively they got Spencer Rattler they're playing at home why wouldn't they be able to you know do a little something Shane Beamer is the good coach so I expect lots of screens lots of you know, outside the pocket runs, lots of things trying to keep our defense off tempo because if you just try to play us head on, it's not gonna fly. So uh Georgia's probably gonna be looking for that and we'll just kind of see how it will go. So what are your thoughts on this uh prediction for, for this week? And where do you kind of see Georgia's outcome at?
0: I always I always feel like when I make these predictions, I always underestimate the offense and I'm always like a little bit cautious on the defensive side, like. I'll always go like two touchdowns or like you know 13 points 12 points or whatever but i do think i do think given that spencer rattler is going to throw the ball all over that i i really think he's gonna they're gonna be score the first touchdown on this defense all year so i'm gonna go georgia 45 mm, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go for no i'm gonna go 45 to nine no touchdowns three field goal. 45 to nine at South Carolina
1: Dogs Okay, I like that. And I, I could see that definitely going down. I mean, it would not be surprised That, to me, Georgia has not proven me wrong on that note. And, you know, their defense has been solid. But something in my gut, something in my gut says that Georgia's defense will be tested. Some of the young guys will make some mistakes. So I'm going to go – I like the offensive score. I'm going to even say – I'm gonna go uh forty six.
0: Sure, sure,
1: <laughs> just, sure, sure. Yeah. Playing the prices
0: right out here. That's <laughs> right. Give, me
1: a, a, <laughs> give me 46. Give me 46 over 20. I I say 46 to 20. Okay. I think uh you know, I don't know if you can take a defense that didn't let a team really score much last year at all and do that again. I know Georgia's got great defense. I know Georgia. Kirby Smart's got them in a great place. I know they got the talent on the field. Mm. I just don't know if you can do that year to year. Like, I don't – Alabama didn't even do that year to year. So, if they do that, that's their. That's me telling Georgia, show me something. True. If y'all show me that, I'll start picking you guys. I'll start giving – I'll start saying 47 to 3 at that point. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But we'll see about that. And that kind of just moves us into the pick six like around the rest of college football. Um, this has been fun for me to do uh fun for us to do and uh first game that we're gonna be picking here got florida state versus l uh, no, they just beat lsu so forgive me there florida state v- uh versus louisville if i want to talk florida state and louisville who who you got in that
0: give one? me florida state they're on a roll
1: they're on a roll that'll make them three and oh like that and that would challenge Florida at the end of the season so keep an eye on that dog fans keep an eye on a SEC fans so we got Oregon at 25 in BYU at 12 in this game, you know, Oregon's back on the board. I think it's the upset special. I like Dan Lanning taking all that talent and making something happen. I like BYU dropping there. Uh, I got Oregon. What well, you, you got? You, uh, let,
0: me, let me go BYU.
1: Okay, BYU. They just had a really good game. They just beat the uh, bricks off somebody. I, I thought they BYU. looked well, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Penn State and Auburn. Penn State, is it at Auburn? Do we I want to say it it's
0: at, at Auburn.
1: Auburn
0: okay I think I think Penn State from what I hear from their other game they played pretty well I haven't heard really anything super positive about Auburn uh give me Penn State
1: okay I like I like that too it is at Auburn though so I'm going I'm going Penn State but I like Auburn to challenge it won't surprise me if they pull one off there um we got Miami versus Texas A&M does Texas A&M rebound What what are your thoughts there
0: I really want Texas A&M to lose. I'm going
1: Miami. <laughs> okay. I, I I mean, I could see that happen. And Miami's got a lot of talent. I just don't think Texas A&M is going to drop two in a row like that. I, that would shock me. So I'm going to go Texas A&M. All right. We got NC State and Texas Tech. Who we got here?
0: We got? Uh, NC State. Shout out Nate Baker. All my, my NC State fans, family, all that good stuff.
1: Okay, NC State. All right, I'm going NC State as well. So that brings us to our last of the pick sticks, and we're trying to wrap this up with you all quickly. Georgia Tech versus Ole Miss. Ole Miss, Ole Miss. easy, hands down. Mm. You know what? I like Tech. I like Tech to do a little something here. I know Ole Miss probably uh, – I think I think Georgia Tech's going to make it a game now. I think Ole Miss is about as sorry as uh, maybe as some of those, like, above average Georgia team, you know? So I think, I think Georgia Tech has it. Uh, That's my, my upset special, my upset pick of the week.
0: I am, I'm looking forward to getting to watch some of these games. Uh, I'm not going to get to watch a bunch of them going to uh, a wedding in New Jersey, leaving for Atlanta today, going to have a little tour in Philadelphia, but I think we'll have time to, since it's a noon game, catch some of South Carolina before we uh, head to that. And, uh, yeah friend of mine early congratulations to uh Baker and his fiance Molly a big group of like a bunch of our guys that make up our fantasy so Keegan you're I know you know most of these people if you haven't met them several times but yeah it's um, it's nice to get together with the crowd especially when fantasy is going on you can talk a uh, talk a little trash a- as we celebrate these uh these life accomplishments and things like that. so uh Keegan, you know I always appreciate you hopping on. Uh, looking forward to remaining number one and starting an SEC playoff with a W and start climbing that mountain.
1: All right. Everybody, where do you, uh, your game caught? Chicken wings. Have a good weekend.
0: You know how it goes. And Dog Nation, you know what it is off the leash. Off the leash.